Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, everyone, and live from DeMarco Ryan's hospital room, it's the 4th and Inches show with Jana and the Sherpa. I'm Scott Swaney, the Sherpa. Ryan? Pardon? <laughs> I said DeMarco Murray. Excuse me. DeMarco Murray. I messed up the intro. Darn. I was thinking of DeMarco Ryan, not DeMarco Murray. I can't even make fun of your team. I know. (laughs) That's not a good omen for the show. By the way, I didn't see the Dallas Giants game on Sunday. Who won? Gee, thanks. I'm sure you did as a Giants fan. (laughs) Actually, I didn't. I was was out at a friend's uh, piano jazz show, but uh, of course... People were giving updates throughout the even even one of the it was a trio we were watching and even the guitar player would come over to our table and ask us for updates on the score throughout. Sometimes the Cowboys make it really, really hard to be a Cowboys fan. Well at least they did a nice well, own kicker this week. No, that's just gonna happen for the rest of Dan Bailey's career in the NFL now. Ugh. No. Yeah. If he gets if, 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 if it teams were smart, I would ice him every week. If time expires this week, then they're really in trouble. This is a mess. Just a mess. Uh, I'm not over it yet. I'm, I am i don't even think I'm over the Arizona loss yet, so it's going to take some time. <laughs> oh. Yeah, that, that could be. I'm not over the Redskins' defeat of the Giants, and that was opening day, but hopefully I'll get over it this weekend mm-hmm. when they have the rematch. But So what's on tap for our show tonight? Well, Plus the fact that we're doing it on Tuesday night instead of Wednesday night means you've had less time to recover. So like an injured player, it probably takes you an extra day of recovery. And that difference between Tuesday and Wednesday is probably the difference between being uh, grumpy and getting over the Cowboys. Uh, Tonight we're going to be talking about all of the Week 15 matchups. We're going to go through each game, tell you who to start, who to sit, and generally argue about everything along the way. Uh, we're also going to go through a surprisingly long list of injuries and IR uh, transactions for the week, even though it's still only Tuesday. Um, if you want to have your voice heard, there are a number of ways to get a hold of us, including calling, and that number is 347-677-1608. That's 347-677-1608. Or you can email us at the number 4 thn inches show at gmail.com that's the number 4 thn inches show at gmail.com we're also on twitter under the same handle the number 4 thn inches show and if you can't get enough of us just in this one hour tonight you can find us all week long on facebook at the fantasy football sherpa fan page at fantasyfootballsherpa.com which has a lot of great Waiver wire suggestions, weekly rankings by position, all kinds of good stuff, hundreds of players, everything you need. And you, you can, can find also hack the into the Blog Talk Radio Show website. <laughs> and you can find the Sherpa's football musings on the Huffington Post, including our tight ends on teams with poor passing attacks or bad matchups, good fantasy options, which with some of the tight end injuries this week is a good read. I well, guess. Thank you. You're very welcome. <clears throat> I guess we should just just do the injuries, huh? Sure. Okay. First, a little a little bit of good news. <clears throat> if you're a Houston Texans fan, at least they clinched their first ever AFC South title and first ever playoff berth this weekend. But and uh, what? I'm, I'm sure there's going to be some bad news coming with that too. <laughs> not not quite yet. The only real Note for the Texans injury-wise this week is that Andre Johnson is still very questionable. Nobody really knows Uh what the severity of his hamstring injury is, but that's nothing new for this season for them. Plus, they don't need to win anymore. Patriots tight end Rob Gronkowski caught his 14th and 15th touchdowns of the season on Sunday, setting a new single-season record for receiving touchdowns by a tight end, which uh, clearly will grow in the coming weeks, but good for him, especially since he's 
only, you know, he's not the primary tight end there. He's been splitting time with Aaron Hernandez, at least early in the season. The Packers, they may have lost Greg Jennings for at least this week and probably the foreseeable future. They're saying that he's got a sprained knee. There were some reports that it was a torn MCL, but it seems that they're just going with a sprain for now. The severity is unknown, so we really have no idea if or how long he's going to be missing games. Uh, it was a tough week to be a head coach. Dolphins fired Tony Sperano. Todd Bowles will be the interim head coach there. And your Kansas City Chiefs fired Todd Haley, Sherpa. Defensive coordinator, Uh-oh. wait for it, Romeo Crennel will be the interim head coach there. And he well, is he's buying had a lot of success as an NFL head coach, hasn't he? Uh, you know, he's got a commercial, so. Oh. No. <laughs> um, well, that counts also for something. In- In coaching news, Falcons coach Mike Smith was removed from the team's charter on Sunday night with chest pain taken to the hospital. He was released and is at the facility watching game film. He is okay and will be fine. He should probably Um, get more exercise like they do on that Play 60 commercial that he's in. Yeah, we're going to keep – got to keep moving here. we got a ton of injuries. (laughs) Four teams came back to win this week after being down 12 or more points. The Falcons, Texans, Jaguars, and Cardinals all did it which is the first time I believe that's ever happened. Uh, We were talking at the top of the show about the Cowboys and the hot mess that they are. Well, they suffered injuries on top of all all of the disappointing losses. The Cowboys placed running back Philip Tanner, who was our number two running back, on IR on Saturday with his hamstring injury. Then DeMarco Murray went out and fractured his right ankle as well as suffering a high ankle sprain on his right ankle as well, and he's now on IR. So Dallas is back to Felix Jones being their number one running back, and newly signed former Patriots running back Sammy Morris will be the number two there. Um, <laughs> I think it pretty much speaks for itself. There's there's really no need to elaborate on that. It's just terrible. Well, we just passed the one-year mark of Aaron Rodgers' last loss as a starting quarterback, which was a 7-3 loss in Detroit. And the Packers don't seem to be keen on losing anytime soon, for what that's worth. <laughs> I think they're going they're to lose to Kansas City this week. Oh, my God. you! I I can't even. The Eagles placed wide receiver Steve Smith on IR with that ever-present knee injury, so he's done for the year. Steelers linebacker James Harrison has been suspended for one game for that helmet-to-helmet hit that knocked out Browns quarterback Colt McCoy on Thursday night. For two plays. McCoy said he doesn't even remember the hit, which is a little alarming. He also had to cut interviews short and was bothered by light afterwards. It looks like he's got a concussion or at least very severe concussion-like symptoms. The league is looking at the union's looking into how it was handled. He probably shouldn't have gone back into the game. It seems that it's something to keep an eye on because he could very well not play this week. Steelers quarterback Ben Roethlisberger, also injured in that same game, has a severe high ankle sprain. He's he thought his ankle was broken, supposedly, so that can't feel great. He's going to try to play this week. He's got that long week to recover, but it still doesn't look very good. The Jaguars wide receiver Mike Thomas suffered a concussion on Sunday as well. That's going to be a running theme for the rest of these, <laughs> these injuries I've got for you here. Titans quarterback Matt Hasselbeck left the game with a calf injury. They are waiting on an MRI, which should be tomorrow morning. He's hoping to play this week. It's supposedly not as severe as Kerry Collins' calf injury last year that cost him the rest of the season, but that's something to definitely wait and see on. Saints uh, like tight end. Jimmy Graham was affected Sunday by back spasms. He still put up pretty decent numbers, but he couldn't really get loose, and it's something to just keep an eye on. Christian Ponder did start with that hip injury we talked about last Wednesday, but left the game because of the same injury, and Joe Webb came in to relieve him. He's very questionable. Cardinals quarterback Kevin Cobb suffered, you guessed it, a concussion. He took his concussion test this morning. He thinks he's going to be cleared to play and is hopeful that he can be on the field come this weekend. The Raiders running back Darren McFadden could have a Liz Frank fracture in his foot, which was made famous by Matt Schaub having season-ending foot surgery earlier this year. The Raiders say he does not need surgery, and he's still hoping to play sometime this season, but it's not going to be this week. I don't know if they know the season ends in a few weeks. There's not a lot of time left, but it's going to be the we'll Michael Bush. we have the playoffs, too, most likely. Maybe. 
49ers are not saying much about Frank Gore other than he isn't 100% and, quote, has some health things. So <laughs> he was pretty much a non-factor in the second half of the game this weekend, and he He's is be questionable a going this into week Monday night. Yeah, it doesn't look good. Titans running back Javon Ringer broke his hand, will have season-ending hand surgery, and probably is going to land himself on IR. So it's just Chris Johnson and only Chris Johnson there now. The Browns tight end Ben Watson also suffered a concussion Thursday night. Not a, an easy game to play in that Thursday night game. The Titans must have gotten outbid for Sammy Morris. Uh, yes. <laughs> Lions running back Kevin Smith was inactive this week. He didn't play because of that uh, knee injury he's got. He's confident that he should be able to play this weekend, that the rest has done him some good, and he feels great. Green Bay running back James Starks is also hoping to return to practice and play this week with the ankle injury, but that's going to be kind of a wait and see come the end of the week. Jaguars wide receiver Cecil Shorts is day-to-day with a hamstring injury. They have no healthy wide receivers. It's absolutely ridiculous. Um, so I wouldn't go hard on any Jacksonville players this week because no one's healthy. Their kicker, healthy. Even their kicker, Josh Scobie, left the game with a leg strain. He is very questionable. Nobody really knows who's going to be doing the kicking if it's not him. So I wouldn't start Probably him either. Maurice Jones-Drew. He does Maybe. everything else for them. If Kyle Orton is healthy enough with that fractured finger, he is going to be the starter this week for against Green Bay, which is why they'll win. Will be interesting. No, Dolphins quarterback Matt Moore suffered a possible concussion, but a definite head injury on Sunday. I had something to keep an eye on. Nobody's really sure if he's going to play or not yet. Vikings coach Leslie Frazier says Adrian Peterson should be back this week from that ankle injury. I thought you were going to say Leslie Frazier had a concussion. Maybe he does. I don't know. Giants tight end Jake Ballard has a wrist injury, but they're saying it isn't serious and he should be fine to play. Steelers wide receiver Emmanuel Sanders has developed inflammation in his surgically repaired right foot. Doesn't look good for him to play this week. He hasn't played the last few games. Tampa wide receiver Aurelius Ben also suffered a concussion on Sunday. And Titans wide receiver Nate Washington is battling back spasms in addition to the ankle injury that has cost him practice the last few weeks. But he should still be able to play through it. You're just full there of we go. Right. Twelve minutes later, we're done the injuries. <laughs> All right. So I guess that means we should hop into the games then, huh? I guess we should. Might as All well. All right. First game up Thursday night, Jacksonville is playing at Atlanta, and both of these teams, as Jana alluded to before, have some health concerns, but I think Atlanta still has more healthy bodies and more talent on their team, and I think they'll win this game 24-17, which probably isn't as as big a margin of victory as they should have, but it'll have to do. Uh, There's just no way that Jacksonville can even really be a factor in this game. They have no healthy offensive personnel. They have no receivers. I mean, you and I are probably just as qualified to play wide receivers as anybody they're going to run out on the field this week. There's yeah, no me, I have alligator hands. I mean, I'm technically a disabled person, but I can catch a football. <laughs> oh. Probably um, not I'm, with, with uh, I'm Thomas not really, charging at you. Eh, maybe not. But I'm not very inclined to start pretty much anybody except Maurice Jones-Drew. Um, Blaine Gabbert has no one to throw to. Mercedes Jones, or Mercedes Lewis can't hold on to the ball at tight end. Mike Thomas has a concussion. Everybody's concussed. Nobody's got good legs under them. It's just a mess. What's Matt Jones say, doing? Hmm? What's Matt Jones doing now besides time? Uh, I'm pretty sure that's all you're allowed to do when you're in jail. Oh, okay. <laughs> Um, they can't so let him go for much, work release? I don't think so. Uh, don't start the defense. Don't start Josh Scobie because he's probably not playing. So he's definitely not kicking. So I guess they can't sign Ray Carruth either. Eh, probably not. Okay. All right. All right. Talk about Atlanta. So for Atlanta, the, there are not too many healthy bodies. I would start wide receiver Roddy White, tight end Tony Gonzalez in the defense. On the fence about quarterback Matt Ryan, he's been really good lately, but so is Jacksonville's pass defense. Running back Michael Turner, questionable with a groin injury. He was upgraded to probable by the end of the week last week. If that happens again, I'd bump him up to starter, but for now, 
uh, leave him on the fence. Wide receivers Julio Jones, questionable with a back injury, and Harry Douglas, questionable with a groin injury. There are also maybes for me as is kicker Matt Bryant. And I would not start running backs Jason Snelling and Jacquez Rogers. Even if for some reason Turner isn't able to play, I still don't think I start either of those two. All right. All right, now we have that rare Saturday night game. It used to be just a few years ago. They always have two games on Saturday afternoon a couple weeks before the end of the season, but not anymore. Now they've just got the... with the 800 bowl games they do, you can't anymore. Well, they could. I mean, they could just, you know, well, anyway. No, there's there's an agreement. They can't be opposite college football. Who's calling the shots here? I mean, the NFL is... But anyway, I digress. So... Anyway, this shouldn't be much of a game, even with uh, uh, DeMarco Murray's injury and all. I still think Dallas wins this pretty easily. I'll pick them to win against Tampa Bay, 30-17. to 17. I hope I hope that 30-17 to 17 happens because Dallas finds death. new and interesting ways to lose every week. Um, my biggest beef with this game is that NFL Network keeps marketing this as a Thursday night doubleheader when one game's on Saturday, which is just stupid. Um Fantasy Maybe they're as dumb Dallas. as they are unseen. Time Warner Cable here in New York still doesn't carry them. If you want to watch the games here, you have to you know, go stream them on computer or something. Not that we can do that here. <laughs> no, you can um, do that fantasy-wise, fantasy-wise, for the Cowboys, there are some promising starts here. Tony Romo is going to be a good one this week. Felix Jones, definitely worth a start. He's been much more a flex option most weeks for many people, but he's the only healthy body. Sammy Morris doesn't even have a playbook yet, so it's going to be Felix Jones getting the majority. Um, Also at tight end, Jason Witten, always a lock to start. Wide receivers, Des Bryant, Laurent Robinson, Miles Austin, all all good enough starts for me this week. Uh, Kicker Dan Bailey, I... I'm on the fence about. Oh, I want to say start him. Start him. Right? I want. I want to say start him, but I'm concerned. I'm con- he's a rookie. This two weeks in a row. I I don't know where his head's at, and I'm a little nervous he's about gonna it. He's not going to have maybe... any game ending, game deciding kicks this week. Trust well, me. Well, I'm not going to start him this week. I'd prefer okay. to start somebody else, and I'm okay. going to start the defense. All right. For Tampa, I'm going to start quarterback Josh Freeman, wide receiver Mike Williams, and tight end Kellen Winslow. On the fence about wide receiver Aurelius Ben, who's still questionable with that concussion, and Des Briscoe. And running back Garrett Blunt, I don't think he's going to be able to do much against Dallas' defense. Plus, when they're behind, he tends to come out of the games when they're in obvious passing situations, and that's probably going to describe Tampa's offense for most of the game. So I would not start Garrett Blunt. I wouldn't start the defense, and I would stay away from kicker Connor Barth as well. So now, finally, we're on the Sunday games. The first early game, Carolina at Houston. And even with their injuries, I still think that Houston wins this. I'll pick them to win 24-20. I don't think Cam Newton's going to have a particularly big game. Just I think Houston's defense, they haven't been getting enough credit this year. But I, I think that they're going to shut the um, Panthers down and and the Texans will win this pretty, not easily, I but they'll think, win it. I think the Texans win this by a touchdown. I think it's not going to be quite as close as you do. I don't know what Wade Phillips did or what he's putting in the water there, but clearly it didn't work on the other side of Texas. Um, fantasy-wise, I, I'd like Cam Newton better in a two-quarterback league setting. It's not a very good matchup. I just, I, I don't have a good feeling about him this week. Running backs, Williams and Stewart, really at your discretion. You never know which one's going to get the bulk of the carries. That bothers me against the Houston defense. I don't think either one of them should be your number one running back this week. Tight ends, Jeremy Shockey and Greg Olson are both a little dinged up. If Olson plays, I'm inclined to start him. Otherwise, I'd say no to him and Shockey. Wide receiver Steve Smith, as long as he plays, which he should, I'm okay with starting him. Legadoo Nane. I would say maybe to Brandon LaFell, probably not. Beyond that, I just um I don't know how how effective this offense is gonna be. I feel like if they're scoring more than fourteen or twenty points, some of it's gonna be coming from the defense and T J Yates giving some points away. 
Uh, definitely don't start kicker Lindo Mare. They signed another kicker this week to compete with him since he's been a disaster. And I would say no to the defense. So for Houston, I would start running back Arian Foster, tight end Owen Daniels in the defense. On the fence about running back Ben Tate, I think he'll play a lot, especially this week, because I don't think Houston's going to do much throwing. Uh, wide receivers, uh, Jacoby, um, Jacoby Force, no. I'm getting Jones, no, Jacoby Jones. I got my Jacobys mixed up. Jacoby Jones and Kevin Walter are on the, I'm on the fence about them. Tight end Joel Dreesen on the fence. Kicker Neil Racker is on the fence. Quarterback TJ Yates, I stay away from him. And of course, Andre Johnson is questionable with his hamstring. He's not going to play either, it sounds like. So obviously, you don't want him in your lineup either. All right. Let's keep Moving rolling. right along. Tennessee at Indianapolis. Indianapolis keeps coming closer and closer each week, it seems, but they haven't quite gotten over the hump yet, and I think this will be the case again this week. I think they're close, but they don't think they're able to pull it off. Tennessee, I'll take them to win 27-21. Yeah, Tennessee's going to win the game regardless of if it's Matt Hasselbeck or Jake Locker under center. Uh, either either one, I'm okay with starting. I'd prefer Hasselbeck, but Jake Locker against any defense, I'm okay with comparatively to some other matchups this week. Obviously, with Locker, it'd be better if it were a two-quarterback league start. Probably the same thing with Hasselbeck since he can't stay on the field for a whole game. Um, Chris Johnson, go ahead and start. There's no safety net with Javon Ringer anymore, so kind of do or die for him now. Wide receiver Nate Washington probably won't practice. I'm still going to start him. Beyond that, I just I don't know about the other receivers. I, I like Damian Williams. I think I'm probably still going to start him, but it's hard to say, especially if Locker plays. I just don't know which receivers he's going to want to throw to. Tight end Chris Stevens and Jared Cook, maybes. Kicker Rob Baronis, I'm going to say yes to, and I'm going to say yes to the defense. For Indianapolis, I would start quarterback Dan Orlovsky, wide receiver Reggie Wayne, and tight end Jacob Tammy. On the fence about all three of their running backs, Joseph Adai, Donald Brown, and DeLong Carter. And wide receivers Pierre Garçon and Austin Colley, on the fence about them and on the fence about the defense. Tight end Dallas Clark, I say no, and kicker Adam Vinatieri is also a no for me. You like Dan Orlovsky kind of now, don't you? You're ready to start him every week. Well, he's just played against a string of mediocre or worse pass defenses and the running game hasn't been much. They don't almost by process of elimination he becomes a pretty good start, I think. Mm, but right. Well, who would all you right, rather start this going. week? We're Cam behind. Newton or Dan Orlovsky? I'd rather start Orlovsky. Uh I'd rather start Cam Newton, I think, and I don't like Cam Newton. But let's keep going. Uh, we're behind. I don't think we are, but anyway. Green Bay at Kansas City <laughs> We know that Kansas City is going to win this game, but just for the sake of being nice to the Packers, I'll pretend that they're going to win 30-21. to I'm pretty sure Kansas City loses this by at least two touchdowns. Um, I don't oh. care what the points are this week for Green Bay, but I'm I'm taking them. I'm taking them to cover the spread. I'm starting, I'm starting everybody. I'm starting Aaron Rodgers. I'm starting Jermichael. Well, almost everybody. Thanks I'm going to start Rodgers. I'm starting tight end Jermichael Finley. Wide receivers, uh, James Jones, Randall Cobb, Donald Driver. Oh. If Greg Jennings plays, I'm probably going <laughs> to say no to him. I'm going to start John Kuhn as a flex player, running back. Ryan Grant is a maybe. It's really going to depend on whether or not James Starks plays. If Starks plays, I'm going to start him. I'm going to start kicker Mason Crosby and the defense. I don't like Romeo Cornell. I don't like the Chiefs. I don't think they're a factor in this game. What about Matt Flynn? Are you going to start him? Maybe. I might do it. Just yeah, despite you. I wish I were playing you this weekend. <laughs> Kansas City, I'm starting wide receiver Dwayne Bowe. On the fence about their quarterback, whether it's Tyler Palco or Kyle Orton. feel better about Orton, but we'll see. On the fence about running back Dexter McCluster and wide receiver Steve Preston. I say no to running backs Jackie Battle and Thomas Jones. Wide receiver Jonathan Baldwin, and who thought he would only be the second-best rookie wide receiver named Baldwin this year, not I, said the pig. Tight end Leonard Pope is a maybe for me, excuse me, a no for me. The defense is a no, and kicker Ryan Suckup is also a no. Oh, Ryan Suckup. 
He used to be one of your favorites. <laughs> he still is. And just, but anyway, I didn't name any of my fantasy teams after him this year, though. So not this year. Maybe not. Probably year. not going to get a holiday card from him. So now we move on to Chicago, Seattle at Chicago. And I think Seattle wins this game. I, I think Chicago is is... Yeah, I think they're a mess right now, and the way they lost that game at Denver was just atrocious. Hopefully, Marion Barber will. Everybody still have his loses head like on. that against Denver. I mean, that's not that's everybody. Yeah, the last sixteen. Next thing you're going to tell me, there's a curse of Tebow or or whatever you want to call it. I don't think you can call it a curse. I think that's the not an the aura. But <laughs> a halo. He's got, he just believes he's going to win, and he does. I'm not even surprised when it happens anymore. This is why Marion Barber's not a cowboy, although he's still got the cowboy stink on him, apparently. Um, okay, but Seattle's going to win this game 24-21. to That's Spake to Sherpa. What do you think? Uh, I think Chicago wins by 10 points. I think Seattle oh. is a way bigger mess than Chicago is, and Chicago's going to come out swinging after last week. Uh, I don't want to start anybody who starts at quarterback for this team. I guess I'll start Marshawn Lynch. He's been I, the best I running really, back in football the last six weeks. And he's playing the Chicago defense. I with agree. With a particularly but I, ineffective passing game. So, that's true. <laughs> um, Chicago really didn't have exactly stop the Broncos running game. Well... In the words of of Brian Urlacher, they got beat by a running back. So By a pretty good running back. Well, if anybody's going to beat them, it's going to have to be Marshawn Lynch. I don't, I don't think anybody in the passing game is worth starting this week. Steven Hauschka's a maybe, and the defense is a no. For Chicago, believe it or not, I would still start Marion Barber. I'm on the fence about quarterback Caleb Haney, wide receiver's uh, Devin Hester, Johnny Knox, Roy Williams, and Earl Bennett. Um, maybe on the defense, and um, no on running backs, Matt Forte and Khalil Bell, tight end, Callan Davis, and kicker, Robbie Gold. Robbie Good is Gold? Yes, I, I'm, not, I'm not very solid on Mr. Gold this week. So next we go to Buffalo. Miami is also going there this weekend, and I think... Miami is going to join Kansas City in winning for their new coach this weekend. Even And this time I'll actually go out on a limb and predict it. I think Miami wins this game 24-21. to 21. Uh, I think Buffalo wins this game. I think Miami is a little bit too dinged up. Uh, if Matt Moore doesn't play, I don't think they can win this game. If Matt Moore does play, I'll get on board. But mm, I don't know. I'm I'm concerned about it. Buffalo has to win sometime. I just I don't understand how they can keep losing games. It's very frustrating. They're not very but, good. Why? Well, I I Especially feel like they're better than they're playing. Um, fantasy wise for Miami, you got to start Reggie Bush. You probably should start wide receiver Brandon Marshall. Brian Hartline and Devon Best are interesting flex plays. Anthony Fasano, your call. I'm not a fan of his, but he does get some looks in the end zone. Although, a lot of it's going to depend on who plays quarterback. And I don't really want to start anybody other than Matt Moore. Dan Carpenter is a no for me, and the defense is a maybe. For Buffalo, I think you do are able to start quarterback Ryan Fitzpatrick this week against Miami's not-so-good pass defense. Also, Mm -hmm. wide receiver Steve Johnson, who's probable with a hand injury. On the fence about wide receivers, David Nelson and Naaman Roosevelt, as well as the defense. And I say no to running back C.J. Spiller, Tashard Choice, and Johnny White. Tight end Scott Chandler, who's questionable with his ankle injury, and kicker David Rayner. Okay. Now we move on to the game I think is going to be the blowout of the week. Really? Yes. New Orleans at Minnesota, I think New Orleans wins this by almost three touchdowns. I don't think this is close, whether or not Adrian Peterson and Christian Ponder play. I think New Orleans wins this handily. I'll take them to win 41-21. I think Minnesota loses by 10 points or less. I think this is going to be much closer than you do, and I think there are going to be other games that are definitely bigger blowouts than this one. 
Um, I'm still going to start Drew Brees. I'm starting tight end Jimmy Graham, even with the back spasms. If he can still get five receptions with back spasms, good for him because they're not fun. Wide receiver Marquise Colson's a yes. Henderson, Meacham, there may be Lance Warren. I'm going to say yes to. Running backs, Darren Sproles and Pierre Thomas. I like Thomas the best of the bunch. Um, Sproles is maybe. Ingram, if he plays, is a maybe. Uh, I would lean towards not starting Ingram, but if you think like the Sherpa and think this is going to be a blowout, there will be touches for him. Um, or he the might defense, be out of the game by the second quarter. Maybe. The defense, I'm going to say yes to, and maybe to kicker John Cassay. Minnesota, I start quarterback Christian Ponder. I start running back Adrian Peterson. If he plays, right now he's listed as questionable with his ankle injury. If he doesn't play, then obviously I don't, I don't need to finish that sentence. Wide receiver Percy Harvin, start him. Tight end Asante Shanko, start him. On the fence uh, for wide receiver Devin Aramashadu and Rich Camarillo. I don't know why I keep mentioning his name every week. He never does anything, but I still think he I might. I really, really believe in him. <laughs> I do. And kicker Ryan Longwell is also a maybe for me. Uh, quarterback, running back, wide receiver, whatever you want to call him, Joe Webb is a no for me. Don't get too excited about his, his six carries and 100 yards last week. Running back Toby Gerhardt is a no for me. Tight end Kyle Rudolph and the defense are also no's for me this week. Okay. We we see this game very differently. <laughs> uh, apparently we do. Mm-hmm. Now, this is a game which I'm guessing you probably think is going to be more of a blowout than I do. Cincinnati at St. Louis. St. Louis is a mess. Cincinnati still hanging on there in playoff contention. I think Cincinnati will win this game 27-14, so almost two touchdowns, but not as, as much as some of the other, as the New Orleans-Minnesota game. I think this will be closer. I mean, I think Cincinnati wins, but St. Louis has to be better than they've looked. They just—they're like Buffalo. I just can't give up on them. <laughs> I think Buffalo is much better than them, but hey, well, we'll at least I guess we won't. They don't actually play each other, but I'm gonna start Andy Dalton. I'm starting Cedric Benson. Um, wide receiver AJ Green. Everybody else: Jermaine Gresham, Jerome Simpson, Andre Caldwell. All maybes. The defense, I would say, maybe two, leaning towards yes. And kicker Mike Nugent, uh, also maybe. I think for Cincinnati, I'd start Bart Simpson this week if he were playing against that defense. But oh, do you? <laughs> he's maybe I'll see if he's on waivers tonight. For St. Louis, I would start wide receiver Brandon Lloyd. I'm on the fence about quarterback Sam Bradford, assuming that he plays. Tight end Lance Kendricks on the fence. On the fence about the defense, too. And I'll say no to running back Steven Jackson, wide receivers Brandon Gibson and Austin Pettis, and kicker Josh Brown. Okay. All right, now we're going to spend the rest of the show on this game. Washington at New York. New York has the momentum now. Washington, you know, Roy Hallou has been playing well, but that's about all they have to, you know, get excited about lately. The defense isn't Wasn't bad. Wasn't Roy Hallou inactive last week? No, was he? Ryan Terrain was. No, he played. Ryan Terrain was inactive. Hello, I think, did okay. But, but Washington, I think their defense is good enough that they're going to give New York fits. And I'll go out on a limb. This will be my upset special of the week. I predict that at the end of the weekend, Dallas and the Giants will be tied again because I think Washington ekes out a victory here 28-27. I wish nobody could win this game because I don't think either team should, but somebody has to, and I unfortunately think it's going to be the Giants. I think the Redskins are kind of more of a mess and more inconsistent. I'm on the fence about Rex Grossman. I really only think he should be a two-quarterback league start for you. I just his inconsistency makes me crazy. Uh, Roy Hulu, I think you can start. All the other running backs say no to, and Roy Hulu really, with caution. Shanahanigans are a real problem. It's not just a made-up thing. <laughs> he seems to be getting the lion's share of the work. They seem to like him. Actually, I can't remember a, a Mike Shanahan running back getting that kind of consistent touches for 
you know, three-game stretch or whatever it's been now since probably Terrell Davis. Terrell Davis back in the late 90s with John Elway with the two Super Bowls, the glory days, the real right. Shanahan coaching. Right. Uh, yeah, that was the last time anybody really was a real running back for him. But wide receivers that you want to start this week, Santana Moss and Jabbar Gaffney I'm okay with. <clears throat> Beyond that, just say no. Anthony Armstrong's not worth it. Tight ends, Fred Davis, Leonard Paulson, both maybes. I don't I think Stalwart's had a pretty good game last week. Yeah, I don't think that's going to last. I, I'm not a believer. Show me more than one good week, and I'll get on board. Kicker Graham Gano, you should, not, you should not be starting. The defense, I'd say no to. All right, for the Giants, I would start quarterback Eli Manning, wide receivers Hakeem Nix and Victor Cruz, and tight end Jake Ballard. As Jana mentioned, he's probable with his wrist injury. Uh, maybe two running backs, Mott Bradshaw and Brandon Jacobs. Bradshaw probably play more than half the game this week, but I'm still not if sure he that he's healthy enough meetings. to be. What was that? I said if he doesn't miss any more meetings. <laughs> yeah, if he doesn't miss any more meetings, that's true too. Well, it was his foot injury. That's why he was late. Uh, sure. <laughs> okay. Brandon Jacobs, you'll, you'll just have to leave earlier for the meetings this week. Brandon Jacobs is a maybe for me, maybe to the defense, and maybe to kicker Lawrence Tynes. I say no to running back DJ Ware and Darrell Scott, whether or not Bradshaw shows up on time for his meeting. And wide receiver Mario Manningham is, is also stuck in wide receiver purgatory there, so just say no to him as well. All right. Let's go to the late games. All right, the so late games. Here's one that I think is actually going to be pretty entertaining, and I think that and we're talking about Detroit at Oakland. This, I could see this being somewhat of a shootout, but I think Detroit will I take think, it. And I agree. I'll go I with think them. whoever touches the ball last wins this game. Well, in that case, I'll say Detroit touches it last, and they win 30-24. to 24. All right. I mean, I could go either way. I really... I think this is Carson one of the Pollard better games didn't look very good against Green Bay. I thought he was going to have a field day against that secondary, and that certainly didn't happen. But you still think the Chiefs are going to beat the Packers. <laughs> I do. And you're still crazy. I don't know what the Chiefs do to your brain, but it's not good. Um, yeah. Fantasy-wise, I think there's some value to be had on the lines this week. I'm going to start Matt Stafford. The running back situation is a little murkier. Maurice Morris with Kevin Smith returning, they're all maybes for me. You just don't know who's going to be the guy. And if you got any better options who you know will have carries, I'd go with them. Ted and Brendan Pettigrew, I'm going to start. Wide receiver Calvin Johnson is a definite start. Nate Burleson, I'm going to say yes to. And Titus Young is more of a flex kind of sleeper option, but still a good one. The defense, I'm going to say maybe two, but I'd prefer to sit them if you have anybody else. Kicker Jason Hansen, I'm going to say yes to. For Oakland, I would start running back Michael Bush. Wide receivers Chaz Shillins and Darius Hayward Bay. Shillins is probable with his foot injury still. Carson Palmer is a maybe for me. Tight end Kevin Boss and kicker Sebastian Janikowski are also maybes. And I would say no to running backs Darren, Darren McFadden. And Taiwan Jones, McFadden's questionable with a foot injury. Jones is questionable with a hamstring injury, but it doesn't matter. Bush has been running well, so they don't need those guys. Wide receivers, Lewis Murphy, Denarius Moore, Jacoby Ford. I got it right that time. TJ Hushmanzada in the defense. I got my Jacoby straight this time. I'd say no to all of them. The foot injury. And all of them, pretty much all of them are questionable with foot injuries, too. Yep. They are. All right, moving right along here, we've got Cleveland at Arizona, and this this is going to be a painful game for anyone that has to watch this. But I'll pick I Arizona. I want to watch this game. <laughs> well, you go right ahead then. But I, I think Arizona is going to win it, twenty four seventeen. But I'll I'll go Arizona. watch something else. I'll watch Detroit Oakland while you watch this. I like Arizona. <laughs> I'm the only person, but I like Arizona, and I really think they're a good team. 
their record, not so great. But this week, as long as Kevin Cobb passes his concussion test, which we should know for sure tomorrow, I think this is going to be a good game for them. Uh, Cleveland. Even if he doesn't, I bet they still win. Cleveland's going to have pretty well. And Cleveland's going to have some struggles. Uh, Colt McCoy, I'd be surprised if he played, and if he played a whole game, even if he did. I'm going to say just don't start any Cleveland quarterback. I'm also not really inclined to start Peyton Hillis this week, which most people aren't anyway. Um, Ontario Hardesty should play. He played last week. I'm going to pick him out of the Chris Ogmanaya, Ontario Hardesty bunch. Um, I just I think they want him to be the guy, and he's going to get the carries, but <clears throat> there's not a ton of points to go around here. Tight end Ben Watson's concussed. I don't like any of the other tight ends. Wide receiver Greg Little and Muhammad Masqua are maybes. The defense, I'd say no to. Kicker Phil Dawson, I'm saying no to. It's just going to be a tough week. Josh Cribbs is messed up too, right? Mm-hmm. Everybody is, just like yeah. Jacksonville. So for Arizona, I would start running back Beanie Wells, wide receiver Larry Fitzgerald in the defense. Maybe to wide receivers early Doucette and Andre Roberts and kicker Jay Feely. And I would say no to quarterback John Skelton just because I think Cleveland has a pretty good pass defense as they showed against Pittsburgh last week. But Arizona will be able to run over them all game. Um, So Skelton's a no or Cobb, whoever starts. Running back Larod Stevens-Howling is a no for me. Tight ends, all three of the tight ends, Jeff King, Todd Heap, Rob Hausler, whoever starts, whoever plays, they're they're still all knows for me, and I don't think I'm exactly going out on a limb there. So ready to now on? we Good. now we come to another game which I would rather watch than Cleveland at Arizona, and that's New England at Denver. I only really and want to watch the fourth quarter of this game. I don't really care. I think I want to watch the whole game because I think New England is is going to get the better of Denver. I, I think Denver's luck or whatever it is runs out this week, and I'll pick New England to win this. I think Denver keeps it interesting, but I'll pick New England to win 31-24. I think New England should win this game, and logically it makes sense for them to. I just don't know if it'll actually happen. Their defense is struggling, although they've gotten a little better, but mostly just because they've been playing bad teams. And Denver... They're playing another bad team this week. Denver doesn't understand that they're bad. They may go to the playoffs. <laughs> Their defense is actually quite good. Their defense is good, and they're going to keep them in this game. And as long as you give Tim Tebow a chance in the fourth quarter, he's going to beat you. And if they're within 10 points with it, half a fourth quarter left, I think the Patriots could be in trouble. Still I'm still no starting faith. Tom Brady. I'm starting Rob Gronkowski. I'm starting Wes Welker. Theon Branch is a maybe. Everybody else is really a maybe. Ben Jarvis Green-Ellis, I guess I'd say maybe too. But again, if you had to pick one from the bunch, it'd be him. Danny Woodhead's a little nicked up. It's just it's going to be a weird game. Um, Without Aaron Hernandez? I'm saying no to Aaron Hernandez. I just don't think there's enough there. Gronkowski has really emerged, and there's just not enough targets for Hernandez right now. I'm starting kicker Steven Guskowski, but I'm not starting the defense. For Denver, I would start quarterback Tim Tebow. He should have more passing yards than usual against what passes for New England's pass defense. Running back Willis McGahee, assuming he's healthy enough, I start him. Wide receivers Demarius Thomas and Eric Decker, start them. Kicker Matt Prater on the fence about him. Running back Lance Ball, no. Wide receiver Eddie Royal, still questionable with his concussion, no. Tight end Daniel Fells is a no, and the defense is a no. Lots of no's. Yes. So now we move on to another interesting... See, I think that that game is probably the least interesting of the 4 o'clock games. You've got Detroit at Oakland, New England at Denver, and then the Jets at Philadelphia. I think all three of those are going to be closer than the in Cleveland, Arizona, but we'll see. I think I would like to watch all four of these games, and I fully intend to. Oh, well, you have fun doing that. You can. I'll call you to figure out what happened in the Cleveland, Arizona game. Not that I pay attention to the little ticker. The beauty the of bottom, multiple TVs and the NFL Red Zone channel. You can do anything. <laughs> that's true. 
So, but for the purposes of this game, I I just Philadelphia is so inconsistent. I don't know what to make of them. But the Jets, I don't think, are as good as their record, which is pretty mediocre to begin with. But I'll pick Philadelphia to win this game, twenty-seven twenty-four, just because. Philly wins because they have the best player on the field in LaShawn McCoy. Simple as that. Darrell Rivas might argue about that. Darrell Rivas argues about a lot of things, and I don't generally agree with him. So that that's fine with me. <laughs> um, I think Philly wins, and I think they win this convincingly. Um, Mark Sanchez, you really should only be starting in a two-quarterback league format. He should not be your only quarterback, especially not this week. Even though he's a pretty Philly good running back, looked, <laughs> maybe he's looked a little. The defense has looked a little suspect, but they're playing for Andy Reid's job at this point, and they seem to like him and want to keep him around. So they have some motivation, and Mark Sanchez is very liable to give the game away. Running backs: Sean Green, Ladainian Tomlinson, Joe McKnight. Everybody's dinged up. I. I'm not inclined to start any of them. If you had to pick one, go with Sean Green, but I don't like any of them this week. He's been good Tight lately, end Hmm? He's been good lately, too, Sean I, Green. I'm not a fan of this matchup. Tight end okay. Dustin Keller, I definitely want to start. Wide receivers, Plexico Burst and San Antonio Holmes, I say yes to. Everybody else, no. Maybe to the defense and maybe to kicker Nick Folk. So, for Philadelphia, I would start quarterback Michael Vick. Running back LaShawn McCoy, start him. As Jana alluded to, he probably is the best player on the field. On the fence about wide receivers, Jeremy Macklin, Jason Vaughn, Riley Cooper. Macklin's questionable with his hamstring injury. And tight end Brent Selleck on the fence about him, on the fence about the defense, and maybe to Alex Henry, the kicker. And no to running back Ronnie Brown, who's questionable with his hamstring injury. And I'm also going to go out on a bit of a limb and say no to wide receiver Deshaun Jackson because I think Darrell Revis is going to cover him like a blanket and he's not going to do much. I think you absolutely have to start Jackson and you absolutely have to start Jason Avon. No doubt in my mind. All right. Mark that down. <laughs> You'll be tweeting about that Sunday afternoon, I'm sure, unless yeah. – well, never mind – all right. Now another game that I'd rather watch, and this is the Sunday night game, so I guess at least it won't conflict, but that's Baltimore at San Diego. The the folks that have the evening games, the Sunday night, the NBC with the Sunday night game and ESPN with the Monday night game, they both have some pretty interesting matchups this week. So, or I should really? say a matchup. Baltimore at San Diego, good game. No. I still think Baltimore is a little bit of a better than San Diego, even resurgent San Diego, so I'll pick Baltimore to win this 24-21. I think this is going to be a blowout. I think Baltimore wins this real easily. I just, mm. No faith in San Diego. None. I'm not excited about this game at all. Um, Fantasy-wise, you should be very excited about Baltimore players. Start Joe Flacco, start Ray Rice. I want to start Anquan Bolden. I'm going to start Torrey Smith. Ed Dixon, maybe. The rest of the wide receivers, maybe. Defense, absolutely. Kicker Billy Cundiff, mm, no. I'm going to say no. All right, for San Diego, I'm going to say start Phillip Rivers, start Vincent Jackson, start Antonio Gates, maybe the wide receiver Malcolm Floyd in the defense away from both running backs, Ryan Matthews and Mike Tolbert, and stay away from kicker Nick Novak, especially if he's bending over near a Gatorade bucket. <laughs> oh, my. He's never going to live that down. Nope. Interesting story. I actually corresponded with him on LinkedIn earlier this year because when he was in camp with the Jets, the Jets had a, had a, um, a defensive lineman who was in some problems had a problem with the law and was in danger of being deported, and I knew a good immigration attorney, and I wrote him and said, you know, do you have any way of getting a name through to this guy, the, the lineman? And he said, no, I don't. So anyway, he got cut, and that was that. But uh, that's my Nick Novak story. So if you want to well, find him on LinkedIn, he'll probably connect to you. <laughs> good to know. we got all kinds of good tips tonight. <laughs> yeah. 
but a bunch of urologists will be trying to connect with him. Oh, jeez. Anyway. Or the Gatorade people. It'll be like uh, the situation not with... People. It'll be like the situation. They'll be paying him money not to drink their stuff. You know the situation's suing them now. That didn't have a happy ending. <laughs> but what? what's... Why did... How can he possibly sue them? I mean, on what grounds? Because they made shirts that used his likeness, like saying things like the situation and GTL, which apparently he has some trademarks on. So now he's Yeah, I would them. imagine. Well, if he's suing them for that, that I can understand if it's some kind of trademark infringement. But if I he's think he can also suing them because them for slander and defamation of character, character or something because they didn't want him to wear their stuff, I don't think they could. Uh, I I don't think he could sue for that, could he? Yeah, if you're a lawyer and you're listening, tweet us or email us and let us know. So, anyway, on to the last game of the week. <laughs> and that's Pittsburgh at San Francisco. And I don't think this is a Super Bowl preview, but it could be an interesting game. I'll pick San, I'll pick Pittsburgh to win just because they have more to play for. They'll have to keep up with Baltimore, and I think they win this game 24-17. Uh, if Ben Roethlisberger plays, I think they win this game. If Frank Gore plays for San Francisco, I think they can win the game. Otherwise, it's kind of a toss-up. I don't think I'm going to know for sure who I want to pick for this game until about 8 o'clock on Monday. <laughs> There's too many injury question marks here. Well, by then, it's if, too late unless you also have you know, the Charlie Batch or whatever um, on your team, too. Well, I... I don't think that Ben Roethlisberger's the safest start this week, healthy or not. Agreed. The San Francisco Agreed. defense isn't very forgiving, so I would recommend you go in another direction before Monday night. Um, Big Ben, if he plays, really a two-quarterback league option this week. I just You don't know how mobile he's going to be, if he can play for a whole game. He's crazy enough to go out there with one leg and still be right, okay. I just have to ask. not going to be what? Dan Orlovsky or Ben Roethlisberger? Ben Roethlisberger. Oh, no. I hate Dan Orlovsky. <laughs> it's just such Why? A bad what has he ever done to you? Nothing. He's never done anything. That's the problem. <laughs> He's a decent quarterback. He's a decent... Well, win a anyway, game. Win a game and I'll get on board. <laughs> well, he can't win a game because he can't play defense. Well, that's not my problem. It sounds like his well, problem. Well, if you use that standard for every quarterback, you'd never, you wouldn't be starting Aaron Rodgers either. What? Aaron Rodgers wins every week. Right, but I'm saying if you're if you're saying, you know, I'm not going to start a quarterback because he doesn't play defense, then no, I'm not going to start a quarterback because he can't win games. <sighs> Aaron Rodgers right, has a ahead. terrible defense. Who do, who do you like on Pittsburgh? Puts up 45 points. If Big Ben plays, two quarterback league options. Start Richard Mendenhall, even though he's a little dinged up. Stay away from tight end Heath Miller. Start Mike Wallace. Don't start Battle. Don't start Sanders. Don't start Cautry. I'm going to say maybe to Heinz Ward and maybe to Antonio Brown if he plays. It's it's going to be a tough passing night. It's really going to be more Richard Mendenhall than anything. Again, not great for Big Ben. Kicker Sean Sweezum, I'm going to say yes to, and I'm going to say maybe to the defense. I disagree a little bit about their running game because San Francisco has a really good run defense, and I think whether it's Ben Roethlisberger or somebody else, I think they're the only way they're going to move the ball against San Francisco is through the air. Who are they going to throw to? Uh, good question. Maybe they'll throw 50 times to Antonio Brown and Mike Wallace. Mm, it seems 40 a times little I like Richard Mendenhall's chances against that defense better than relying on 50 passes. All right. So, for San Francisco, the only guy I want to start on that team this week is tight end Vernon Davis. And hmm. I, on the fence about Michael Crabtree and the defense, stay away from quarterback Alex Smith, running back Frank Gore, or if Kendall Hunter plays, stay away from him too. Wide receiver Braylon Edwards kicker David Akers, stay away from all of them. Wow. Really not I told you we were ahead. Let's go this week. No, no, no. I'm saying wow about the amount of people you do not want to start in this game. Yeah, I won't be starting anybody this week. I'll just be taking an offer in the playoffs for, for my teams. 
right then. All right. And we did finish quite early, huh? Yeah, we only argued, uh, I guess, a fair amount compared to most weeks. I thought it was an unfair amount. Unfair to me because... <laughs> because you lost every argument. <laughs> oh, that that must have been why. So, I think that's well, why. <laughs> here's something we can talk about for a few minutes. I, I assume that if we have any Twitter messages, go ahead. But otherwise, something I wanted to bring up is a lot of times during the playoffs you'll hear arguments from people saying, is it okay to start a quarterback against the defense and the defense that he's playing against? Is it all right to start a quarterback and a running back combination on the same team, quarterback-wide receiver, running back-wide receiver? So let's let's take a few of those. How about first quarterback and defense that he's going against? Do you have any problems starting both of them, yes or no? I don't have any problems doing it. It's not I don't think it's the number one thing you should be doing, but if it's your best play at each position then you should. Oh yeah, I agree. I wouldn't go out and I wouldn't seek out the defense just because my quarterback is playing against them, but yeah, I agree. I mean defenses you know, most of the time, you know, they're gonna you know, win or lose the game based on the you know, the stats you would look at or yards allowed, points allowed, obviously. But you, know, you can give up a ton of yards and still have sacks and interceptions and maybe even a fumble recovery for a touchdown or something like that. So well, at that point, I, you I have to hope that, that the running back puts the ball on the ground a few times, not the quarterback throwing INTs. That's true, too. So... So I think we agree there that it's not ideal, but you know you wouldn't run the other way, you know, or not start one or the other just because of that. I mean, just remember the quarterback and the defense. They're as far as your fantasy team goes, they don't care. It's independent events what they do and what your fantasy team, you know. Well, anyway, hopefully I'm being clear. I'm not sure I am, but I think you get the point. I'm trying <laughs> I don't to make know, there. but I think I think people they they've got the idea. All right, so how about quarterback and running back combinations or quarterback-wide receiver combinations? Would you start them in the playoff weeks or not? I like it less. Um, Quarterback-running back makes me more nervous than quarterback-wide receiver. That's just putting way too much stock on one team because that's going to be – you're really going to live or die by whether or not this team puts up a lot of points. And – it's just too iffy for me. I'm more comfortable with a quarterback-wide receiver combo, especially if it's somebody like Michael Vick and Deshaun Jackson that you know are going to hook up a few times. But if I had to pick one, I'd pick the wide receiver combo. You see, here's here's my thinking on the, the quarterback-wide receiver. Obviously, they're more closely tied than the quarter, or at least I shouldn't say obviously I haven't studied it yet, but I'm guessing the correlation is higher between the quarterback and wide receiver than it is the quarterback and the running back. But with the quarterback wide receiver, suppose you looked at the other team's starting lineup and you figured, you know what, on an you know, just expected result they're gonna beat me and maybe they're favored by ten or fifteen points. To me, you you have to take a risk like that. If you've got, you know, Aaron Rodgers and and um Jordy Nelson isn't a good example, but maybe Donald Driver yeah, I, I think you have to, and Donald Driver's your maybe your flex option. I, I think you have to take a chance like that if your, you know, your other best option is is someone that you don't think is going to have a very big week. I think you have to roll the dice then. You know, if if you're if you're in a win or go home kind of I situation. I don't know if Aaron Rodgers or Drew Brees would be a good example in this situation, just because well, there's so many options at wide receiver. If I had to pick a Green Bay wide receiver that wasn't named Jordy Nelson or a Saints wide receiver that wasn't named Marquise Colston, I'd go with somebody on another team. Really, I don't think I would necessarily if I were the I'm underdog sure. and thought that was the only way that I could, you know, win is if they hooked up a couple of times for, you know, a touchdown or well, two. Well, on those two teams, there's just too many there's too many other options. I just don't think it's worth your while. I'd rather have say Brandon Lloyd. Well, sure, I'd rather have Brandon Lloyd, too, but suppose your next best wide receiver on your team after, you know, after, say, Robert Meacham, say your next best option is, is somebody like Austin Pettis. I think you still start Meacham in a situation like that. I guess it would depend a lot on the other wide receiver's matchup. But, All right. Uh, how, about we have come... how about running back wide receiver, and then I know we have to go. 
Okay, this has to be really fast. I, again, would prefer not to do it if I had any option that was close to comparable. Again, I think if, if I'm favored, I try not to do it. If I'm the underdog and, you know, I, I just would start both of them and hope that my team has a huge offensive week. So, anyway, that's okay. that. And with that, we've come to the end of the line. Uh, we will be back next week at a regularly scheduled time, Wednesday night from 9.30 to 10.30 p.m. Eastern Time. And if you want to get a hold of us between now and then, you can email us at the number 4thninchesshow at gmail.com. That's the number 4thninchesshow at gmail.com. We're on Twitter under the same handle, the number 4thninchesshow. And you can find us at fantasyfootballsherpa.com with all kinds of great rankings, waiver wire pickups, and all that good stuff. You can find the the football musings of the Sherpa on the Huffington Post with this week's article, our tight ends on teams with poor passing attacks or bad matchups, good fantasy options. And you can find us on Facebook at the Fantasy Football Sherpa fan page. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you guys Wednesday night. Yes, and thank you, Janice. You know, like the Jaguars and the Falcons, you had a short week, but thank you for <laughs> doing it. And uh, congratulations to Janice's brother, Jeff, on his graduation from Wesley College in Delaware tomorrow night. Good night, everyone. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChumpaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.